Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another new episode of Vichara Spijan. Uh, this is Norhadi Hoss and my guest today is uh, Vasuda Jaiswal. Uh, she is Supply Chain Director at uh, Johnson & Johnson Indonesia. So thank you for being here, uh, Vasuda. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks a lot, uh, Master Nurhadi, and uh, thanks a lot for the opportunity as well to speak on your forum. Mm, all right. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about woman leadership in uh, supply chain. But before we get started, could you please share a little bit about yourself and your professional background? So just to give you a very high level view, I have worked with Johnson & Johnson for almost 15 odd years, and I have various experience across supply chain in space of customer service, demand planning, supply planning, integration of supply chain, and warehouse and distribution. So it's like end-to-end supply chain experience. And uh, I had the opportunity to experience the supply chain from various perspectives, right from the customer lens all the way to our manufacturing uh, sites. And I got the opportunity to work across various countries, uh, India, Malaysia, Singapore, and now I'm here in Indonesia. Right. Interesting. Okay. So uh, currently you are being a senior role in the supply chain, right? So what, what challenge have you faced in your career and how did you overcome them, Fasuda? Sure. And very interesting question. Uh, so as I reflect my whole career, I think um, overall what we understand the supply chains are extremely volatile and unpredictable. And on daily basis, uh, we face various kinds of challenges. Either the demands are changing or there are some kind of supply disruptions that are happening because of some extrinsic uh, factor. Now, interestingly, I think in most of our careers, uh, the last few years of the pandemic would have been the biggest uh, challenge. Uh, and I can say across, uh, not only for me, but across my supply chain uh, peers across the industries, and um, what we actually saw uh, that even those uh, through those years of uh, pandemic, there was a significant consumer behavior change that led to significant demand shift. So everything that we were doing on uh, historical forecasting uh, was, uh, you know, came to kind of standstill. And the way we responded to this ambiguity was by leaning into our digital capabilities and we unlocked some robust demand sensing uh, processes. Um, so that's a way of overcoming, seeing a challenge and overcoming it. Um, another example I just would want to share, uh, over the last few years, we had global disruptions um, impacted uh, you know, upstream material production and there were logistics challenges. And uh, in the face of various challenges, what we saw that within our uh, organization, we saw immense collaboration. So we used to have war rooms uh, to go through these uh, challenges. And what these enabled through the collaboration was almost on daily basis. How do we create high visibility of issues and uh, high speed of response to these um, challenges and cha uh, issues, right? 
Mm-hmm. And whatever response that we came up with, how do they get executed across the supply chain, right from the upstream uh, supplier partners all the way to our manufacturing sites, as well as the DCs who are actually facing our customers. Uh, so this era of collaboration uh, kind of unlocked a new muscle for all of us uh, across supply chain. And now it's kind of synonymous with um pandemic as well and you would know it as resilience so i think that's an amazing capability that has been unlocked across supply chain who have overcome these challenging times of uh, pandemic now um to your second question regarding uh what are the key takeaways um so uh again uh for the key for the supply chain professionals one of the key thoughts that i would leave behind that supply chains by nature of the design are uh, because they're global, they are fragmented, they are prone to disruptions. And as supply chain professional, we need to create that muscle of resilience as well as agility, the speed, right, with which we execute. Now, um, in order to continue to overcome all obstacles and challenges, what we need is a strong peer network uh, of supply chain professionals so that you can learn from each other. Um, forums like this uh, are amazing to kind of uh, keep that learning mindset so that we learn new capabilities and apply. Um, and uh, these, I believe, help in creating a you know strong foundation to overcome any kind of changes that happen within our supply chain. Okay, so I have another two important questions for you, mm-hmm. uh, Fazuda. First question is, how are women making an impact in, in supply chain roles? And uh, my, my second question is, how business leader can help women succeed in, in this role? Uh, sure. Um, and again, very dear to my heart. Uh, in my view, uh, women are really breaking the glass ceiling, whichever was out there. Right. Uh, and now we see women as uh, COOs women leading functional pillars. It can be plan, make, source, deliver. They are leading regions now. Uh, so I don't see any, uh, any, you know, any function, any area where we do not see uh, women in a supply chain uh, function or role. And what it is kind of creating is uh, now there's so many women role models so that any young aspiring supply chain professional can actually look up to them, get inspired, and learn from these pioneering women. So I think it's a very, very uh, positive uh, outcome for broader talent pool. I just want to give an example over here. Um, Our chief global supply chain officer, Kathy Wengel, is a phenomenal example of this uh, strong women leader. Now, under her leadership, um, uh, Gartner has ranked J&J JNJ supply chain in top five over the last three years, which is a huge um, acknowledgement from an external party about the strength of JNJ supply chain. There have also been huge progress that have been made on advanced manufacturing platforms, and multiple JNJ manufacturing sites have now been awarded by World Economic Forum as Global Lighthouse designation for the site's advancement in digital innovation and sustainability. Now, over and above being an amazing supply chain executive, she's also a sponsor and ambassador of a very uh, interesting program called uh, Wisdom 2D, which is women in science, technology, engineering, maths, manufacturing, Mm -hmm. and design. 
Mm. That has created a huge impact in the lives of aspiring young women to pursue a career in STEM. Now, um, in my view, if there is an ability to create a strong role model, which Kathy is, and also when we kind of connect it being with a strong sponsorship, it creates multifold impact, um, which is amplified both within the organization as well as outside. So um, that's that's my view on your first part of the question, which is, you know, how women leaders are actually making huge impact in the supply chain and changing the whole narrative on what women can do and cannot do. Um, I also believe that when we talk about the agenda of diversity and inclusion, it is extremely important and it's well-documented fact that a diverse board has a positive impact on companies' financials and increases the potential talent pool. Now, business leaders need to prioritize the DNI metrics in their respective organization and create the right strategies so that we can attract, retain, and grow the diverse talent pool. And that's where business leaders can actually help. Um, in summary, uh, what I believe is Women leaders can be a strong role model and sp sponsors for aspiring talent. Right. But male leaders also have a huge role to play in this journey, yeah, to make it truly winning culture. Now, to give you an example, uh, we have recently had a session for uh, men as allies in the Women Leadership Initiative Group. Right. And, uh, that's, I think, is again changing the narration where uh, we are not only looking at women for women, but we are also looking at how male and male leaders can support, um, you know, uh, and be the sponsor for other young aspiring talent. And I can say from my own personal example that uh, through my uh, 15 years of career experience, I have had uh, opportunity to work with these business leaders, both male and female, who were committed to mentoring and sponsoring growth of female talent and how it works beautifully is uh, these leaders are able to provide the right amount of stretch, which is create stretch assignments, but also create and support um, via, you know, uh, some kind of mentorship or sponsorship so that there is a bit of safety net here. Yeah? And so that women leaders can actually leap forward and break new boundaries. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So do you have any example of how you or your organization, in this case, Johnson & Johnson, choose to challenge gender bias and inequality? Very important and interesting question. Now, I would call at um, three things which Johnson & Johnson is doing right in order to make huge impact uh, both on gender bias as well as inequality. The very first one is... Uh, to begin by creating bold DNI goals and achieving it across the functions and regions, which is a very, very critical first step. How yeah. do we ensure that we have a strong uh, diversity and inclusion metrics within our KPIs and we actually achieve it year on year, right? And the leaders in JNJ take additional pride in opening up roles for female leaders that are usually unconventional or are perceived to be led by male leaders and they open it to, you know, um, uh, female leaders. And um, I think that's uh, that's amazing. Now, this has created women leaders across functions and levels who are now leading our warehouses and distribution centers. They are leading on our shop floors as plant maintenance leads, as engineers, as production supervisors. And there are women also who are equally confident, competent 
competent women even in our boardrooms. So if you look at the big picture, we are actually seeing um, the DNI working across all the levels and functions. And I think that's where it makes the biggest impact. So that's the very first one. Um, the second, which I would believe uh, would make the biggest difference is how do we create a culture around it, right? How uh, the culture and the support system yeah. that allows the women to thrive um, in all kinds of environments, right? And it may range from creating a women leadership group because in these groups, women can share their own experiences, hacks or the way they navigate um, things like motherhood and, uh, you know, still how to uh, balance work and life. And these are very, very important networks uh, to create. Uh, but also uh, other areas like mentorship, uh, which I believe, uh, again, I have leverage from these mentorship uh, insights quite a lot in my journey as a leader. And I strongly recommend uh, these to be, um, so to say, ingredient, key ingredient in supporting uh, women leaders. Uh, foundational policies like maternity policies and GNJ has very, very uh, positive maternity policies across all the countries. Um, and also, uh, which I talked about earlier, what creates the whole uh, magic formula is where male leaders are equally passionate about promoting, about sponsoring and mentoring female leaders. That's where it kind of completes the picture. Yeah. And the last one, which I touched upon previously as well, and maybe I'll just elaborate a little bit more, is about a very interesting global initiative called Wisdom 2D. Um, again, uh, women in... Um, uh, science, technology, engineering, maths, manufacturing, and design. Now, uh, this initiative has um, global partnership and presence, where we kind of partner with various schools, colleges, and professional networks to attract more women in the field of STEM. Now, there are many programs of scholarship, mentorship, STEM training, uh, that creates next generation of women who aspire to take up roles in the field of STEM and promote STEM careers. Now, this has impact beyond the organization, which is beyond GNJ, as it supports in creating a bigger talent pool for STEM and hence would create more innovative products, scientific researches, as well as digital breakthroughs um, as we move forward. Does mm -hmm. it not only supports in breaking the bias, uh, but it also supports in advancing the society as a whole. Right, interesting. Okay, so this would be my last uh, question uh, for Suda. You, you know, the supply chain is ever-changing, right? So it's, it's, it's fast-paced. So what advice would you give to the woman interest in the supply chain roles? Another very, very interesting question. Um, so in my view, uh, the dynamism of supply chain, uh, what you talked about, you know, the fast pace, yeah. is the reason that it continues to fuel in innovation and we need new strategies to apply in supply chain on day-to-day -day basis, right? Right. And hence uh, we need, uh, it's all the more reason that we need very, very diverse talent to solve the new problems because uh, the, the if we have just one group or one funnel of talent, they will uh, approach a prom problem in the same manner, but we need different kind of thinking to solve problem in very innovative and creative ways, right? And we want to create a supply chain that's like reliable and resilient that would outlast any kind of disruption that we see. 
Now, I would encourage young women, girls, professionals with varied talents. So it's not one talent that you need within supply chain, but it's a whole spectrum of talent out there. If you are a negotiator, a collaborator, if you love analytics or want to have uh, digital transformation, if you have a problem solving mind or you like to tinker with machines, if you want to approach innovation, if you want to uh, serve our customers and patients, or if you also want to make an impact to your ESG commitments, you can join this industry. You would definitely find an amazing tribe over here, very like-minded, and you will definitely find reasons to thrive here as well. Yeah. So it has been an extremely fulfilling journey for me. And I'm sure if you join it, you will also find the supply chain career to be extremely rewarding as well. So that's all from my side. Back to you. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So I actually still have a couple of questions, but we are running out of time. So thank you again for joining us today. For today, it's really, really was a fantastic conversation. And, and I look forward to speaking with you at another time. Sure. Same here. Thanks a lot. And again, huge thanks for having me here. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Vichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.